Jem Lester is the father of an autistic child, and that's what informs his highly original debut novel called Stumm, published by the Overlook Press. It tells the story of a father's struggle to care for his nonverbal autistic son. In fact, Stumm is Yiddish for silence, but this book speaks volumes about love, family, sacrifice, and even the ability to keep a sense of humor. Here's the author, Jem Lester, reading an excerpt from Stumm. Emma waits in the kitchen because the smell makes her gag. So the day unravels like every other one. Bath running, Jonah standing half-sodden while I open the windows, remove the bed sheets and spray the mattress cover with disinfectant. The sheets I ball together with his reeking pyjamas. The aromatic nappy and soiled wipes get tied in a plastic bag, and in he hops, the bubble-covered water turning to consomme on contact. I clean him vigorously, showering off the stubborn bits, and dry him with his navy towel. Any other provokes a tantrum. Dressed, I shoo him along the corridor for breakfast. That's our division of labour. She deals with what goes in, and I deal with what comes out. The letter lies open on the table, evidently scrunched, then patted down. We don't talk for ten minutes at least, any less, and it'll be my fault. I've learned to play the long game. Finally, I pick it up and read. It holds no surprises, but I still feel indignant. Well, that's it then. Optimistic as ever. They're bloody Orwellian. What is appropriate? Do you think they believe their own new speak? Sitting at the dining room table with my head in my hand has become my breakfast yoga hold. The why me position. This minor swapping of self-pity has taken no more than a minute, but in that time our son has slid from view. Where is he? Jonah, weren't you watching him, Ben? I've been talking to you, I say, making for the kitchen, which unless supervised is Jonah's morning workout. He isn't there, but the evidence is an empty tub of Cornish vanilla. There's ice cream on the black gloss units, stainless steel fridge, marble floor tiles, and, as I turn back to the kitchen door, also in his shoulder-length hair, all over his face and his blue school tracksuit. Oh, you shitbag, Jonah. Emma, he needs showering and changing. We watch the minibus take him off with guilt-ridden relief. Emma cries. I can't do this. Her sobbing turns my knuckles white. I choose the wrong words with aplomb. Don't be so melodramatic. Shut up, Ben. What bright idea do you have? Hold the panel hostage with your father's old luger until they give in? Like Bonnie and Clyde? The image makes her giggle. It neutralises the acid in my stomach. We've been here many times in the past 18 months, but the life-saving humour has darkened to pitch and we can't really see each other. So she talks a lot, repetitively, a mantra of misery. I just keep remembering those words coming from his mouth. Bubble, door, dada, mama. Why did he stop? Last night I dreamt he walked into the lounge and started talking to me and the strange thing was that it was his voice. I'm sure of it. When I woke up I was convinced it was true and then I heard you in the bathroom cleaning him up and I felt sick with disappointment. Has that happened to you? Sometimes. But it hasn't. She studies the letter again while I finish my coffee. I watch her eyes tilt skyward and her fingers run through her chestnut hair. The spotlight's highlighting a strand of grey. Her lips mouth words as she shakes her head and then her voice rises to a whisper as she repeats the phrase. 
Loving family. Loving family, loving family. They're perverse. This whole thing is upside down. We're being punished because we love and care for him and he's not as good at autism as he could be. He'll never play autism for England. It's like they're persecuting us for not being completely destroyed by the situation. Things aren't bad enough yet. He doesn't need to wear a crash helmet or headphones and we aren't crack addicts. Yet. It is truly a system to behold. A cost-benefit analysis without the human element. I say, maybe I'll have a nervous breakdown and you could grope a client and get disbarred. Then we'd be poor and insane. That would boost our case. And if the worst came to the worst, we could always split up. They love a single parent. I laugh to myself at the craziest, craziness of it all. I look at her, but she isn't looking at me and she isn't laughing. She grabs her briefcase and heads off. See you later, I say to the closing door.